0: The jealousy bar was almost empty, but even so it was hard to breathe. Mehmet Kalak looked at the man and woman standing at the bar as he poured wine into their glasses. Four customers. The third was a guy sitting on his own at a table, taking tiny little sips of beer, and the fourth was just a pair of cowboy boots sticking out from one of the booths, where the darkness occasionally gave way to the glow from the screen of a phone. Four customers at half-past eleven on a September evening— in the best bar district in Grönelöcke. Terrible. And he couldn't go on like this. Sometimes he asked himself why he'd left his job as bar manager at the hippest hotel in the city, to go it alone and take over this run-down bar with its pissed-up clientele, possibly because he thought that by jacking up the prices he could replace the old customers with the ones everyone wanted—the neighborhood's affluent, trouble-free young adults possibly because he needed somewhere to work himself to death after breaking up with his girlfriend, possibly because the offer from Loan Shark, Daniel Banks, had looked favourable after the bank rejected his application, or possibly just because at the Jealousy Bar he was the one who picked the music, not some damn hotel manager who only knew one tune—the ringing of the cash register. Getting rid of the old teller had been easy They had long since settled in at a cheap bar three blocks away, but it turned out to be a whole lot harder to attract new customers. Maybe he would have to reconsider the whole concept. Maybe one big television screen on which he showed Turkish football wasn't enough to merit the description sports bar, and maybe he'd have to change the music and go for reliable classics like U2 and Springsteen for the guys, Coldplay for the girls. Well, I haven't been on that many Tinder dates, Geyer said, putting his glass of white wine back down on the bar. But I've worked out that there's a lot of strange people out there. Have you? The woman said, stifling a yawn. She had short, fair hair. Slim, mid-thirties, Mehmet thought. Quick, slightly stressed movements. Tired eyes. Works too hard and goes to the gym in the hope that it will give her the advantage she's never had. Mehmet watched Gaia raise his glass with three fingers round the stem, the same way as the woman. On his countless tinder hookups, he had always ordered the same thing as his dates, regardless of whether it was whiskey or green tea, keen to signal that they were a match on that point, too. Gaia coughed. Six minutes had passed since she had walked into the bar, and Mehmet knew that this was when he would make his move. "'You're more beautiful than your profile picture, Elisa.' Gaia said. So you said. But thanks again. Mehmet polished a glass and pretended not to listen. So tell me, Elisa, what do you want from life? She gave a rather resigned little smile. A man who doesn't just judge by appearances. I couldn't agree more, Elisa. It's what's inside that counts. That was a joke. I look better in my profile picture, and to be honest, so do you, Gaia. (laughs) Ha ha, Gaia said. "'and stared down into his wine-glass, "'slightly deflated. "'I suppose most people pick a flattering picture. "'So you're looking for a man?' "'What sort of man?' "'One who'd like to stay at home with three kids.' "'She glanced at the time. (laughs) "'Sweat hadn't just broken out on Gaia's forehead, "'but all over his large, close-shaven head, "'and soon rings of sweat would appear "'under the arms of his black, slim-fit shirt. "'An odd choice,' given that Gaia was neither slim nor fit. He toyed with his glass. "'That's exactly my kind of humour, Elisa. A dog is family enough for me for the time being. Do you like animals?' "'Tandarim,' Mehmet thought. "'Why doesn't he just give up?' "'If I meet the right person, I can feel it, here and here.' He grinned, lowered his voice, and pointed towards his crotch— but obviously you have to find out if that's right. What do you say, Eliza? Mehmet shuddered. Geyer had gone all in, and his self-esteem was about to take another beating. The woman pushed her wine-glass aside, leaned forward slightly, and Mehmet had to strain to hear. Can you promise me something, Geyer? Of course. His voice and the look in his eyes were as eager as a dog's. That when I walk out of here in a moment... You'll never try to contact me again. Mehmet had to admire Gaia for managing to summon up a smile. Of course. The woman leaned back again. It's not that you seem like a stalker, Gaia, but I've had a couple of bad experiences. One guy started following me. He threatened the people I was with as well. I hope you can understand my being a bit cautious. I understand. Gaia raised his glass and emptied it. Like I said, there's a lot of strange people out there. But don't worry, you're pretty safe. Statistically speaking, the chances of getting murdered are four times greater for a man than a woman. Thanks for the wine, Gaia. If one of the three of us, Mehmet hurried to look away when Gaia pointed to him, was going to get murdered tonight, the likelihood of it being you is one in eight. No, uh, hang on, you have to divide that by... uh... She stood up. I hope you figure it out. Have a good life. Gaia stared at her wine glass for a while after she left, nodded in time to fix you, as if to convince Mehmet and anyone else watching that he had already shaken the experience off. She had been nothing more than a three-minute-long pop-song, and just as forgettable. Then he stood up and left. Mehmet looked round. The cowboy boots and the guy who had been dragging out his beer were both gone too. He was alone, and the oxygen was back. He used his mobile phone to change the playlist, to his playlist. Bad company. Given that the group contained members of Free, Mot the Hoople, and King Crimson, there was no way it was ever going to be bad, and with Paul Rogers on vocals, there was no way it could fail. Mehmet turned the volume up until the glasses behind the bar started to rattle against each other.